0: Hey, are you up all night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Now we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And if this is your first couple times here first 50 times or less here, you may say, what's the rest again? Because either I fall asleep or or what you say doesn't make any sense. Okay, I'll try to give it to you simple. I'll try to give it to you straight. What I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever has been keeping you up at night. Whether it's thoughts, feelings, uh, sensations from the mind, the body, the spirit, or your emotional center. I'm going to try to take your mind off them. I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. I'm going to use pointless meanders. I'm going to go on tangents. I'm going to say, Jesus, what, what? I'm going to do that. I do that a lot. And some of us, not even on purpose, just my brain, you know, the, the, I'm a slow brain typist. Like the transcoding takes forever, I guess, you know. We, we talk about this a lot. Now tonight's episode's special. It has sound effects, and and they're weaved in there. I think in a non-disturbing way, but and I'll talk about that at the top of the episode. But but it, it'll be a story. It'll have some personal elements. This is a particularly not a, a harsh personal story, but a story from my childhood. A little journey uh, with little Andy, as it once was known. And may still be known by certain people, but I am going to take you on that journey, not uh, in an autobiographical auto. Here we go right now. with an autobiographical, autobiographical, not in an autobiographical manner, not in a, a Joseph Cam, Cam Cambabelian manner, and Miss, obviously JCF Foundation. Please don't come after me. Uh, not in a uh, you know, tightly structured manner, like one of my heroes, uh, uh, screenwriter movie-making heroes would do. But in a way that you're like, well, you, you know, kind of like when it, I don't know if you've had this experience. This is if you, you're a parent or you're an aunt or an uncle or you're in a relationship and you have someone you're you're in a relationship with. And you go to a movie at the behest of the other person, but you don't feel really resentful. You're like, okay, I'll go to that kid's movie or I'll go to that genre movie that you like. And you kind of go into it and, and you're kind of like uh, you're feeling neutral. You say, well, said I'm not expecting it to be. Like, I'm not in a bad mood. Like, sometimes you feel a little resentful. Or, you know, I do because I'm a I'm a, I'm a double human being. I have all the human stuff probably, you know, magnified or something. But, uh, you know, if you're going into it notice you say, why don't you just let me see how this movie goes. And then the movie goes just like that. The movie ends. And you say, well, that wasn't terrible. And, and this person, this child or this lovers partner of mine my husband my wife my father my mother whatever does he say well they enjoyed it too so so that's kind of like this is that's what this podcast is like you say ideally you just fall asleep with some part of your brain will be like well this isn't terrible I don't need, I don't think I need to shut this off because and then ideally you you'll uh, you'll be just engaged enough to kind of pay attention not think about all the other stuff that's been keeping you up at night. Well, you'll say, well, you know, Scooter's not exactly living, like, the, 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 this kind of life that's so riveting I, I can't, you know, I can't fall asleep. Now, I do have to tell you, this episode is dedicated to a few people, Most of, a lot of which I'll forget. But let me tell you, this is an episode that goes out to, number one, Steven Spielberg, number two, Robert Zemeckis, uh, number three, George Lucas... Uh, number four, Richard Donner. Uh, number five, Lawrence Kasdan. There's probably a bunch of a, a way to, oh, Ian Fleming. Uh, I can't forget Ian Fleming. There's probably a bunch of other people in there missing. And then some modern-day people, John August, Craig Mazin, uh, Joey Sanders, and all the students that were in my classes at Berkeley City College, a community college, uh, that was taught by, uh, classes that were taught by Joey Sanders. And those classes and the connections I made there uh, helped reignite my passion for just making up stories and loving stories and movies and listening to the Script Notes podcast with John and Craig. It was a parallel journey. And so without any of those people, those current people, and there's a lot more current people, obviously, uh, but these people are particularly tied to my passion of, of, of movies as a, as a kid, and then more recently. So, I just wanted to say that this show's dedicated to all these people. And you see, most people say, Well, geez, that's a lot. You can't really do that, Scooter, because that was like eight, eight or nine or 10, 12 people. And you, also, you miss you know, your, your parents. And I said, Okay, yeah, okay. Brainbot. Like, when you're dedicating stuff, this is one, another time you might need this podcast. Don't do any dedication speeches. Uh, commencement I think we went over this once so don't do any commencement speech planning. Even commencement speech or dedication I probably was fantasizing about this dedication to hang at bedtime, but don't do it. Don't follow my bad example. And don't fantasize about commencement speech making award ceremonies. You know, don't fall into that uh you know, bit of uh, all or nothing of award ceremony, commencement speech despair. Because even when you're, you say, well, geez, I'm never going to fall asleep now because I got, I got all these jokes now. And you say, well, geez, shouldn't you worry about w- what are you exactly winning an award for? You haven't done uh, Okay, well, okay, okay, maybe I should, maybe I should go to the, you know. So that's what this podcast is here for. When you get in bed and then those award-related brain bots, those parts of your brain, I call them brain bots, that start perking up. They say, hey, how come you haven't won any awards? Well, remember, uh, you know, Little League, I won, uh, you know, they called me the Cisco Kid Award. Remember that? Well, what was that for? Because they they called me the Cisco, they said, here you go, here's your award for the Cisco Kid. They called me up, and everybody, okay, have you won any awards? Okay. Like, it gets hard, and they say, well, geez, what award would you win? And then it comes, well, geez, I do, it would be nice to win some awards, you know, that would give me some certainty and ease my relationship issues and money, you know, whoa. And they say, Oh, yeah, what would I say if I won that award? And they say, Well, then everything would go wrong. And then you go down. There's too many roads when it comes to award uh, fantasizing, uh, dread. Or commence some speeches, it was the same ball game, exact same thing. So I just want to take your mind off that. That's what this podcast is. It is strange. You know, the last nine minutes have been pretty strange if you've been here for it. But it's a good-hearted, good-natured attempt to help you fall asleep. It's different than what else is out there. And I I put everything I have into it, including this episode, is really bearing... Is get some stuff not not super embarrassing, not humiliating, mildly I feel mildly exposed. It's the kind of vulnerability I'm most comfortable with, barely vulnerable. You say, "Gee, Scooter, you really were emotionally vul- vulnerable." Like in that episode, yeah. Thank you. I really stretch. So whatever it is, I'm here to help. I want to help you fall asleep. It's it's weird. So I hope you give this show a couple of tries. If it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry it didn't, and I'm sorry I used up your time. You could email me, and I might be able to track down another solution. Laura Miller's article on Slate had a couple other great solutions. Uh, so 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 that's it. That's why I'm here. Is, is is I really hope I really desire. I'm sending my voice. And really, in some sense, as much as I can get in touch with my heart, I'm sending my voice in my heart across the deep, dark night. No, I want to scorch you over that threshold. All right. And thanks for being here. And I, I really do hope I help you fall asleep. Good night. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you... To sleep, we do with a bedtime story. All you've got to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest, and what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever's had you up tossing and turning. I'm going to try to distract you from that, and the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to use the lowing, soothing tones. Uh, pointless meanders, extra long introductions that you can always skip, you know. And don't forget to set your sleep timers. For those of you that use a sleep timer, don't worry if you forgot and you're already comfortable, though. But what I'm going to do is try to take your mind off of whatever is going on with your mind, body, spirit, or emotions. You know, whether, however your Thanksgiving went... Or, you know, if you're thinking about the holidays... Or thinking about holidays of old... Or thinking about the next few weeks... Or you maybe had a wonderful Thanksgiving... You don't want to go to sleep... You're so... or, Or, God forbid, you had coffee... And old Aunt Bernice said... Oh, no, this is decaf. That's what I brought. Decaf coffee. I mean, she really brought espresso, ultra... Or you're just nervous. There was this one time... And this is another thing I don't... I tend to go on many pointless meanders like this. Uh, There was this one time, uh, and I didn't learn this lesson. I I was an adult, but I wasn't 21. And I went out to dinner. This is when I lived in New York City. New York, New York, so nice they named it twice. And I think I was 19, 18, 19 years old. I wasn't 21 And my parents weren't cool with underage drinking, but we went out with my godfather and his wife, and my mother and my father, and I think we were going to a Broadway show, or maybe we went to one, or maybe, no, I guess not, we just went to dinner. Maybe we had gone to a matinee, and we met my godfather and his wife for dinner, and it was the first time I'd eaten at a very fancy restaurant. And it would probably be, it would be the last time for, for a long time. Not to, not to, you know, for my family, eating out would, would be at Pizza Hut, back when Pizza Hut, no offense, I don't think you're going to sponsor the podcast anyway, but when your pizza was good before the delivery business, when they used to make the pizzas, not unfreeze them, but, uh, I didn't mean to do a Pizza Hut rant, I'm sorry, um, so we went out to this fancy dinner and I, you know, it was used to, I said, maybe I had like one glass of wine, but that was it. But I was a little nervous. It was a real nice restaurant. And then we had coffee afterwards and it was four adults and me. And I remember just drinking coffee because I was uncomfortable with the quality of the restaurant, quality of conversation and I, I, I drank at least four or five cups of coffee, which I can do in a normal day, but this was seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Then we went out for drinks afterwards, but I wasn't allowed to drink. Uh, and then I went back to my parents' hotel, and I was supposed to sleep on the couch instead of going back to, my, to the Bronx where I went to school. And I remember I could not sleep. It was the worst. And uh, I guess I, I should have just left my parents' hotel room and gone and done something. But I didn't and uh, it was just too much coffee. Wow, that was a long, boring tangent. I hopefully I lost some of you there because that, that was maybe one of the most boring personal stories I've ever told. I don't tell tons of personal stories. Uh, but when I do, you know, they're at least somewhat interesting that was but, but that's a lesson learned. you know, don't drink too much coffee. But if you did this what this podcast is here for maybe, to distract you from thinking about it. Because then you start thinking about the coffee you drank. Then you wonder if you could feel it. All those things. I want to take your mind off of that. And so well, how, you're just talking about it. How are you going to take my well, Okay, I'm going to transition here to squirrels. How's that sound? We'll go from coffee to squirrels. Because I had a squirrel encounter today. Every once in a while, if you're new to the podcast, I'll go on a little tangents here. Attempts at metaphors. Metaphor-like tangents. And sometimes I go on tangents about squirrels because I have a, squirrels that live by my place. And today it's Sunday that I'm recording this and it's Sunday night, but I was working on the podcast. I had to give my dog a bath. I had a bunch of other stuff. I don't think I did any other stuff. But at some point after my dog's bath, I wanted her to stay in the sun and get dried off. Because I'm lucky I live in Northern California. It was a nice warm day. Not Southern California warm, but but seasonably warm. So my dog's lying in the sun. I'm sitting on this bench working on the podcast. And my dog is very, she's not aggressive towards squirrels. Sometimes they make her cry. Sometimes they make her bark. Sometimes she chases after them. there's a few squirrels that live by right by my place. And this one came out, and I was telling my dog, I was like, just stay here in your little towel and dry off, please. And I was giving her treats. I said, you know, stay, lie down. And then I give her a treat. So then I said, well, she's a teachable moment here with this squirrel. She's already, like, being conditioned. I said, okay, relax. Don't bug the squirrel. The squirrel is not going to bug you. Now, again, I did not mean to lie to my dog. So I said, just stay here. So this squirrel proceeds, and this isn't a a gross squirrel behavior at all. And I'm not a squirrel, you know, I'm not a squirrel psychologist. I'm not a, you know, squirrel studier. But this was um, bizarre squirrel behavior, non aggressive bizarre. I mean, the squirrel was definitely wondering if my dog would play with it or taunting my dog for a while. Then it got sick of that. Or maybe it was watching my dog. And the squirrel, and I don't know if this is correct You use to prostrate, but so I live in a four-unit building, and I'm facing the garage of my apartment building where my dog is lying. To the left is like a four- to six-unit building, and there's a fence in between, a wooden fence. And the squirrel's playing on that wooden fence, and then it just lies down on the fence. So its belly's on the fence, and its legs were on either side of the fence. And it's just lying there. I wondered if it was injured for a while because it was, uh, but it was just totally chilling, I think is actually what it was doing. Even its tail was lying there. And it was just chilling there. And I wanted to take its picture, but then I was like, well, who am I to disturb a chilling squirrel? And I said, is the dog, is the squirrel modeling my dog's behavior? Is this some other sort of form of taunting And then the squirrel moved again, and my dog had started driving coa nuts. But she was still a good girl. She listened. And I said, leave it, leave it. And then the squirrel took off. Now the squirrel actually did not leave. I said, okay, now I'll get back to work. You can get back to laying in the sun. Here's a treat. But the squirrel went around our back of our garage and went to the other side of our building, which has another fence, and then there's a, a vacant lot next door. And then the squirrel, there was another squirrel, so they did a little flirting or a little, hey, what's up? You know, let's do some jumping around each other. And then one of the squirrels proceeded to start eating a crab apple, and the other one, the same one, lied on the fence once again on a different fence. And to be honest, I said, this one is probably more, I said this to the squirrel, I said, that's a much better choice because the other fence was a little narrow. This one was a two-by-four on the four so it was lying on the four-inch side. So I said, that's a way better stomach, you know. So the squirrel's just lying there. But meanwhile, you know, I don't know. And then it proceeded to, you know, go, oh, I got irritated. I said, calm down. And then the squirrel's, you know, I talked to the squirrel. It doesn't talk back. But you know, anyway, but, but anyway, this is the podcast a little bit, but with your brain and your body and your emotions, I try to just sit there on the bench talking to you, just like I talk to the dog or the squirrel. But but I, and I realize you're much, you know, more evolved, and you have your you know way more brain power and stuff, so I don't talk down to you like you're a dog or a squirrel. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was talking up to the squirrel. And, I, and if I had to put myself, I would say I'm probably lower than a dog and a squirrel. But anyway, because are pleasant. I said, man, what could be more wonderful than watching a dog lying in the sun and some squirrels screwing around? It was really pleasurable uh, while I was working on the podcast. Nice of them to think to put on a little mini show for me. And that's kind of what I do. I put on a little mini show. Try to take your mind off whatever's been keeping you up all that coffee or whatever it is. It's a little bit silly, strange. I mean, some of you might be like, "Is this guy? He sits in the backyard and watches squirrels." Isn't that what people do after they lose their teeth? You know, I thought you had to be retired to squirrel watch. Does he feed the squirrels? No, no, no. I do not. There was a. They they were they were looking pretty. We've got some sort of nut based tree over the vacant lot, and then a crab apple tree. So these squirrels are living the fat life. But that's what I want to do. I just want to take your mind off. As pleasant as I want you to be the squirrel chilling, you know, chilling there in the sun or the dog, or let's just say there's a cat in the picture. There's not. My upstairs neighbor, she has cats. They're indoor cats. And I'm allergic, so, so I haven't encountered them, but I'm sure they're just up there chilling too. And maybe something about my voice, something about my manner is suited towards keeping dogs and cats and squirrels chill. I mean, a squirrel could could have been doing anything and said, hey, I'm going to, this this here looking at me. I, I'll, I'll chill for a while. And that's all I ask. If you're having trouble sleeping, give this podcast a couple of shots. If it doesn't work for you, you know, I'm sorry. But I hope it does. I hope you lie there. In bed, feeling like a chilling squirrel, but so much more comfortable. And I hope you slowly drift off into dreamland. I'm going to send my voice, I'm going to send my our heart, my intention, across the deep, dark night. And I'm going to try to escort you across the threshold to sleep, if I can. You know, in a most distracting, you know, lulling, soothing way I can. But most of all, I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it. It's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain. Whatever's got you up, whatever's got you, whatever's keeping you from falling asleep, whether it's uh, something in your brain, something in your thoughts, something in your body, something stirred up in your emotion, or something so deep, it's just unidentifiable. I I mean, when you just have a sleepless night. I'm going to try to take your mind off of it, so at least you're not thinking about all that stuff. Whatever's keeping you up, or the fact that you say, "She said, how am I going to figure this out?" I'm going to try to distract you from that. The way I'm going to do it tonight is, I'm going to talk about the Colombian version of Breaking Bad. I'm going to sanitize it like a germophobe's hands, you know, in, in flu and all right, you know, I'm going to take that, you know, squirt bottle. So, don't worry, I'm going to tamp it down. I'm going to use lowing, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Then I'm going to talk about the corresponding Breaking Bad episode. Then I'm going to talk about the Metastasis episode again and try to learn some Spanish. Usually ends up being a pretty silly little story thing type thing at the end. But the main thing is, I want to kind of enter into something that's not quite as strict as a pact, a -A PACT pact, but something along those lines, an agreement. That sounds too business-like. An informal uh, something. like just say, geez, i got to work on the vocab. An informal uh, coming together of like one of those things. Packed-like. What was it? We'll call it a picked. and a peaked. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. And what I mean by that is I just want you to lie back and listen. No. I've, I'm just going to sit here, but it's going to be a little bit so silly, a little bit strange, a little bit different. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm not going to get to the point. My, you know, my voice will, every once in a while, will sound like a car trying to start, or maybe not even more than every once in a while, you know, in the deepest of winter. When you're trying, you know, but, but I'm going to try to, even when I do this, see, just did you just hear it? But even when I do that, I'm going to try to smile. I'm going to give you a little warm smile right now. I got I to gotta stop talking to do do it, though. I'm going to try to be there for him. I'm sending my voice across the deep, dark night to try to escort you, you know, across the threshold and into the world of sleep or whatever the heck you want to call it. And I know, you know, we're just at the tail end of a long holiday weekend here in the U.S. It should be Sunday night when you're listening to us, or maybe the week after. And I, a lot of times when you get in bed, it can feel like that prep or the run through of a holiday meal like Thanksgiving that we have in the, here in the U.S., which is kind of a hybrid meal nowadays. You say it's like a potluck, but you say, well, it's cool. we sit You know, when we don't usually call it a potluck. We call it Thanksgiving because, you know, most people go to something you bring. you know, A lot of times you're in charge of one dish. And just in case this is Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving that I'm recording this, I'm in charge of rolls, R-O-L-L-S. Or is there two O's or two L's? Rolls like uh, bread. I guess they're more bread. But, you know, sometimes when you get in bed, it can be similar to planning a potluck meal. Like, you lie down, and then all of a sudden you get this one. You say, who's bringing the cranberry sauce? And you say, oh, she's like, it's not. Thanksgiving was three days ago. Well, you know, why did Aunt Bernice bring that? It was just in a can, and then that's all she brought. Okay, okay, I hear you. But that was, you know, Thanksgiving, we got about 361 days now. And that's the only time we see her anyway, you know, except for the one day when we, you know... When our shift comes up to driver, you know, wherever, you know, wherever the heck. We only have to do that one another way. So, like, can we not work? Okay. And then you might calm that part of your brain down. And then you might say, she's, you know, what's your, what's your, what she's, and then another voice says, she's, well, why, what were you thinking, Put, making pecan stuffing? What, 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 you didn't, how could you forget that Cousin Brucie is, alert? you know, and you say, okay. I, I I don't know why I thought pecans and peanuts were different, and then I candied them. Well, you see that I, you know what I, I I know I I guess I did slip up in it, but I, you know we we recover from. And I'm just trying to go to bed now. As a matter of fact, I didn't want a, a Thanksgiving rundown here. Well, I just hope you you know. And then that brain part of you said, well, I just hope you remember the next Thanksgiving not to screw up again. And then and then then like it's like there's this gathering around you, and then somebody else pushes in. They say, hey, by the way, how, how do I feel when, uh, you know, they said, oh, geez, are you going to stay alone? Do you enjoy li- li- being alone? Remember, of course I remember because everyone looked at me and was staring at me. And it was like the movies when you heard the tink, tink, tink of little Billy, Billy's fork on his plate. Of course I, you know, but then you might even take a breath. You might recoup you say, well, that happens every year. I'm over it, Remember? I've moved on At this point. They're even making car rental commercials about these things. So it's acceptable. You know, we, I don't, and yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I'm just, okay, I can okay, hey, everybody, I'm going to breathe. And they say, and then all of a sudden it's like all these other noises. And you say, you feel like you're sitting at this Thanksgiving table, it's all, but it's like, oh, wait, no, one, it's like it doesn't have the, uh, it's only, it's, only, it's like the, uh, I guess it's a little bit like a Christmas carol, the Thanksgiving carol. It's too bad we didn't get Charles Dickens back. Maybe I should pick him up in a time machine and bring, you know, but there's always the go you know, it's a Christmas carol. We don't really get the good ghost, that middle ghost, the one, uh, you know, without the shirt on and with the Olympic torch. That uh, That's my favorite one, even though I think he's the Christmas present. And I don't know, if I was the ghost of Christmas present, I'd do that every time, and then I'd be like, boom, boom, I'm the ghost of Christmas present. Boom, boom, I'm a gift for you. You know, I just do that the whole time. But, you know, you mostly, when it's bedtime, you mostly get the Christmas past ghosts and the Christmas future ghosts. But even those ghosts, they don't feel like the ones in the movies, you know, that are trying to help you. Even though these brain parts, they really are trying to help you. But to, to think... That all these adaptive, I don't even know what the hell they are, but I call them brain bots. They're trying to figure out how to help you. And they say, Jesus, we just want to get you, you know, we just want to get some certainty here and some clarity and control every aspect of your life so then things will be fine. And, you know, we just think if you buckle down and achieve some sort of perfection, and, you know, if you were crushed. The only way we can rebuild you is if you're crushed by the burdens of the past. And that way you can be prepared. If we can crush you with the burdens of the past, we can prepare you for the doom of the future. Because we just want to help. And they say, okay, guys, what if I buy into this system you're you're proposing? Could, 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 could I get some sleep so I'll be ready for it tomorrow? No, no, no. We need to start today because of your efficiency issues. You know, we, we've got a Pomodoro timer. I mean, we removed all the... The breaks from it, so it's just one straight Pomodoro. How old are you? yeah, we we set it at sixty years just in case, but geez, the way you take care of yourself is not gonna be close. So uh you know we you can't go to sleep, we need to get started. okay, well, hey, let me guys let me just ask you, I, you know I have bills and stuff, and I have work tomorrow, and I just want to get some sleep. Because they do, even though I know I need to be crushed by the past, but prepare for the future, uh, To be, am I going to be crushed by the future? And then they'd say, hold on, let us have it. And they'd say, I don't know. Oh, devastated by the future. But, you know, we don't have a word for it yet. they say, okay. And then they, this is when we slip in old scoots here. This is when I, I kind of. It's the evening, gentlemen, evening, I'm just out here for an evening stroll in this person's lovely comforter. Excuse me, I'm just going to tuck uh, tuck him and her in. And uh, how are you, how are you all doing? It's a fine night for a comforter stroll, isn't it? I, my name's Scoots, and I see all of you we're, 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 we're working, you know, the, the post-Thanksgiving stirrup, you know. That's, that's a serious Hey do you get? are you guys with that new that super advanced crush past uh dis- you know, future program? And they say, What's he, what is this guy serious? What's he doing? And he said he's out for an evening stroll in the comforter. I say, I say I say, Excuse me, gentlemen, let me just confer with uh, this human. Hey you you I'll take care of this and you go to sleep. You can listen in. It, it might be mildly amusing, but nothing more. They say he uh, excuse me, uh Brain bots. Why don't, why don't we step over here? I was wondering if you guys could offer me a couple pointers because uh, you know I got I got I gotta, I'm going to run some stuff by you, and, and and I want you all to pay strict attention. I'm going to talk about some stuff, and I want to see if you guys could stay to stay, keep it to the end because boy could I use a good uh, you know I haven't heaped enough burdens of the past on myself yet, and I just want to learn you guys' methods. They say. You know, learn from the masters or something like that. Learn from the greatest. And you, clearly, you guys got it going. I mean, talk about a way to protect someone and give them certainty. You, 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 you got it going on both sides. I, I love it. I love you guys' methods. I love your work. The, uh, I mean, those bags under that person's eyes are like, sign, job well done. So I want you guys to observe because I don't think I got it down. I'm going to do... You guys listen. I'm going to go through an episode of this stuff here. You know what, Why don't I entertain you guys for a little while? I'll do... And you could do... You could just keep mental track of every time I kind of... You see, just keep an eye on me. And, uh, you know, because I, I, I'm so... I just want to give you guys a little rest. I'll give you straight material to criticize. And maybe you guys can even watch me and see... You know, do you guys have any measurement materials? You can see how much of the burden of the past is crushing me. And then kind of get, give me a say, heads up, future's coming right at you like a freight train. It doesn't like you, you know, all that stuff. Okay, you guys, and I, oh, I also bought brought snacks and treats for all your brain bots. That's right, all your favorites. I got shame gummies. I got some toasted demon seeds. I've got I got uh, candied regrets. If you guys had these, these are the ones with the tapatio in there. Oh boy, you're gonna love them candied regrets. And look at this on a stick. It's humiliation on a stick. Have you guys had this before? Oh my goodness, this one. And I also I, I brewed up some impotence punch. You know, both figurative and you know, for, you know, so you guys could spit it out at me when you say you're drinking your impotence punch. You know, and ha you know, so I got it all. I got treats. And I actually have, I have goodie bags for all you brain butts. Uh, you know about eight mil. I got tons of pens. Check. I got just checklists, checklist galore, and air horns. I, now they're not going to be active till tomorrow. Don't worry, human. there's no air horns. But I have these special air horns for when your human screws up. So you'll just be able to blast them tomorrow. Tomorrow they go live. Right after eight hours of sleep, that's the only way they'll work, though, by the way. And these are magical air horns. So, as long as your human gets about eight, seven, six, seven, whatever they feel like sleeping, it could be four. So, okay, you guys gather around. I'm going to run the meeting here. And when I say run it for your benefit, like as I'm your assistant. Okay, and just excuse me, I'll be back. I check with your human. And you guys line up, yeah, and I'd expect all your brain best to say calmly if you want to grab bag and snacks. All right, so I think I got their attention, so I'm going to run through. You just lie there, drift off when you need to. And if this is your first couple times here, I know this is a bit uh, off the beaten path, but, you know, I'm glad you're here. And try it a couple times because I really hope it helps you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by. All right, good night. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain whatever's been racing through your brain, whatever's got you up at night, uh, and keeping you from falling asleep, I'm gonna try to distract you from that, and the way I'm gonna do it is, uh, with a little bit of a, well, tonight's gonna be something a little bit different, uh, cause we're gonna take a trip to the Dickens, uh, Christmas fair, uh, on, live on location recording. So anyone that's, uh, you know, if you if your ambient noise isn't your thing, uh, you might want to just set the, you know to set another episode up. I apologize, but we're going to take a long, languid walk through the Dickens Fair, really slow. We'll be listening to some sounds, but mostly I'll just be commenting on things. And taking my sweet old time, but what I what I try to do is when I say I mean to create a safe place, uh, when I say I mean create a safe place, I'm going to try to just distract your mind from whatever's got you up, whether it's your body, your uh, mind, your thinking, or your emotions. Whatever's keeping you from sleep, I'm going to reach my hand and my voice across the deep, dark night and try to take your attention, so instead of thinking about all that stuff, According to a lot of brain people, they say we can only think of one thing at a time, and they say well Scooter he thinks of he thinks of nothing at the same but but most people you can only concentrate or focus on one thing. So if you just listen to me, kind of hold me with uh a, a little bit of your attention attention. But don't take me too seriously. Then, if you drift off into sleep, I'll you know I'll be like a like a bird flabbing its wings around, and you'll say, "Well, isn't that nice?" And maybe you were leaving the house, maybe something was on your mind, and then you saw the bird, and you said, "Well, oh, geez, whatever was bothering me, that bird—you know, three little birds outside my doorstep singing sweet songs, just like Bob Marley used to say." And you might say, "If this is you, if you're new here, welcome. This podcast is a bit different." It is a little bit off the beaten path. This episode is the first episode I've ever uh, done on location with permission of the people at the event. So this is an experiment inside of an experimental podcast. But I always do my best to try to take your mind off stuff and, and put your sleep. It's a little more silly than other stuff. A little bit more meandering, slow. Well, I say slow. I say slow to develop. But a lot of people say develop into what? And I say, well, more like a pudding, or you know, slow to set, or you know, we just put. It's kind of like a, I'm putting you in the bed fridge. You know, I'm gonna set you like some, set you in bed like some pudding. And you might say, well, just what qualifies you to do a podcast about? uh it's always, the podcast isn't about anything. Well, it's kind of a, what, what qualifies me to do, or why would someone, fair questions, want to do a meandering, lulling podcast. Well, one, I like telling stories. Uh, two, I happen to be a bit boring. And I, you know, I get distracted easily, so i start, you know, I'll say, hey, geez, at well, here. And I'll say, did someone just say bird? I I think I was thinking about birds. Uh, But the real reason I do this podcast is because I have trouble sleeping, and I had a particularly tough time when I was little. And so I really know how lonely it can be. And and I have an example. You know, just recently, I shared, you know, over the holiday weekend, I shared a hotel room with uh, three other people, you know, uh, So I was sharing uh, a bed with my daughter, and then there was a sibling, you know, a couple of relatives in the room with me, and we were all packed into this one hotel room. Full-size beds. It actually didn't have any. Initially, I fell right asleep, uh, but then I woke up two hours later And I couldn't get back to sleep. And that's what a lot of people use this podcast for, fall asleep or also when they wake back up, they'll put it on to fall back asleep. Because I woke up, I started analyzing uh, the temperature of the room, you know, why was my daughter hogging the bed, what was the best technique to divide a tiny full-size bed, Uh, debating whether to get up and get out of bed, debating, okay, what's the protocol with this younger sibling's girlfriend in the temperature of a hotel room. And that became an hour debate. And I'm not uh, joking or making it up. Where it was like, okay, court's in session. And they say, okay, call in the This was all in my brain. And they say, okay, okay, wait a second. Who's the judge? And then there's about 5,000 voices. We are. And I said, okay, so some sort of brain jury. And then I said, okay, who's the plaintiff? And they said, no, no, you're the defendant. We're the judges and juries and the plaintiff. And I said, okay. And they said, state your case. And I said, well, I'm kind of warm. I'm having trouble falling back asleep because it feels like this. And they said, it's in your imagination. Defend that position. And again, a few minutes went by when I was stunned by, I said, oh, boy. They said, Would you, "Am I in the right court? Because I just want to turn the heat of the hotel room down a little bit." And then they said, "You, you know, there was no gavel banging luckily, because it might have woke somebody up." And they said, Who you know, first of all, who are you to get out of bed? You might. Why aren't you asleep?" I said, well, "I can't sleep I'm too hot." And then they said, "Who do you think you are?" And I said, Is that?" I said, I'm not, "I'm not. I've made a pact never to do any philosophizing at bedtime." And then they, they took some notes, and then they said, no, no, who do you think you are to be, have a temperature preference? And he said, well, I don't... I, I said, maybe maybe somebody... And, and I said, well, I was just trying to figure out if it was okay for me to be, drop the temperature a few degrees, because I don't know my brother's girlfriend's temperature preference, and I don't want to, you know... uh You know, she's, I guess, the guest, kind of, so I don't, I don't, I said, but I'm really hot, you know, and then they said, drink some water, and I said, okay, I'll drink some water, it's not going to, you know, and they, and then again, they said, go back, are you, are you mad, and they said, I don't think I'm imagining stuff, it really feels freaking hot in here, and there was way more debates, you know, I had to, there was a, you know, they said, relocate your blankets, and I did that, and they said, no, I'm still hot. And then went back and forth, back, and then I said, okay, please, just let me, can I just, and then they said, uh, finally, now, now, I'm not doing it in real time, I said, I said, let me just, and then again, I said, who dare? How who dares get out of their bed and risk waking another human up? And I said, well, I'm tossing internal, I could keep some, I said, I just want to, can, again, I just want to lower the temperature a few degrees in here. And I have no blankets, and I'm hot. And, you know, so if they lower the temperature, and people have blankets. And they said, on what grounds? And again, I said, Jesus, my brain is stumping me. This doesn't seem right. And I said, okay, I'll give it one. And they said, yeah, that's right. Go try to go back to sleep again. And they said, well, it it may not. And they said, you can't sleep in this courthouse. And I said, well, you just... uh, so this went and then I said, "Okay, and then they said, "Can't you try rolling over?" And I said, "Does the court recognize the fact that I've tossed and turned about five thousand times, and I have this child next to me who seems to have some sort of nuclear. I don't remember her consuming any uranium, but she feels like she's she's you know radiating some you know intense heat here." And then I said, I beg, and they said, I throw myself on the mercy of the court, please, please just let me turn down. And then finally, they said, this is ridiculous, just turn down the heat, or turn on, and then I went to the thing, and it was off. I said, what the heck? And I said, the hotel must have, and I said, let me just turn the fan on, not the A.C., and then they did, I was trying, and then there was another court that was there about turning the light on or going to the bathroom, and then flushing the toilet. Court, and then finally I got back in bed, and once the fan went on, and they said, "Whoa, a double bonus! It's a white noise too." And eventually there was a little breeze that wasn't cold. And eventually I fell back asleep. But this podcast is I d- designed. Uh, to circumvent all that things, I go to the brain court. Uh, so you you don't have to, because I don't want you to go there. It's terribly lonely when you're there, and you don't even know. You see, geez, I what, can't. I get the ghost of Johnny Cochran in here or something, please. Like I need somebody on my, you know, I need a bailiff. And they said you're miss, and they said a barrister. Then I said just give me a barrister. They said just give me a Bobby. I don't. I'll take anything with a B. You know, a mumble bear. And they said, you're on your own. And I, so I know in the deep, dark night, when you're, and I said, geez, this is just changing the temperature in a hotel room. So I hope no one goes through that level of rigmarole uh, like I do. And just in case you go through one millionth of a percent of it, it's too much. In my opinion, I want to save you from that rigmarole. Even if it's just to ease you back to sleep after you lower the temperature, like a, like a well-balanced person, you say, hey, I'll get up i lower the temperature. The other person can get back up and turn it back on. And then we can go down that road, which is a whole different one. So that's why I'm here is just to, to skip that part. I say, you say put scoots on. And for some reason, I'm able, I think it's like one of those vibrational fork things. What are those called? The U forks. A tuning fork, they're called, I believe. And if you hold one, you cling. Every therapist, this must be in the book of therapist metaphors, because I think every therapist uses this with me. And then they use it again, you know, in a new context. And then again, when I repeat the same mistake 50 times and I say, but anyway, they say the tuning fork metaphor goes like this. You tap it on something, and it vibrates, and if you hold another tuning fork, it'll just catch the vibrations in the air, and it'll go to that same freak vibrational frequency. Now, I think somehow my brain is, you know, it's just—it's like a tuning fork of uh, the, the mental chitter-chatter. But if, if I can get it close enough to your brain, using my lulling, soothing tones, all your brain bots will be canceled out by all mine, and you could just listen to me and then you'll realize, well, geez, I don't have to pay that much attention'cause he's just he he was talking about brain court and then I fell asleep and he, he you know so so that's it. I just don't want you to have to go through that kind of stuff, and I wanna if if it's that, or what if you're just like you're stuck, you say, well, geez, I can't lower the heat if you gotta lie in bed there. And they say, well, court is in recess, but you can't go to sleep. I want this podcast to maybe soothe you, maybe make you smile, and maybe make the time pass a little bit faster. I don't know. But that's one reason I do the podcast. And eventually I did fall back asleep, probably from the white noise and the breeze and exhaustion. And because then I have to get up the next day, I, I, I got a little bit extra sleep. And that's what I want for you. Okay? I just want to save you that tension. So many use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders and all that stuff. If this is your first couple of times here, just try it out, see if it works for you, see if it grows on you or not. But I'm glad you're here. And I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, are you only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well welcome. This is sleep with me, the podcast that's here. To put you to sleep, we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what is the rest? Well, I'm I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to try to take your mind off or whatever's been running through your brain or running through your body, whatever's been keeping you awake. I'm going to try to distract you from that. And I'm going to do that by creating a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. And I don't know if I just said that. I mean, I don't know why I'm so distracted. Uh, or my, I don't know if my brain is recording right now. But I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's keeping you up at night. I think I covered that part. And the safe place is that I'm going to tell you a bedtime story. You only have to listen part way. And the bedtime story is going to be a little bit silly, a little bit interesting, a little bit uh, barely engaging. And it'll have a lot of like turns or sides, like slow turns, not, not sharp turns. Or, you know, over a lot of speeches probably where I say, okay, well, let me tell you what this person said. Well, first they they wiped their hands on their pants as they like to do before they speak. And then they cleared their throat and their eyes were open. As a matter of fact, their eyes were open. So I'll do stuff like that. I'm going to try to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, unresolved metaphors, all, all to take your mind off of stuff, whether it's your... Uh, physical body that's keeping you up at night your you know your stuff you're thinking about from the past present or future uh, or you know some sort of emotional turbulence maybe in mean, the holiday seasons uh, all these different holiday events you know they can cause they can stir people up they can I mean, cause anxiety stress you know, whatever it is, I want, I want to, I have a holiday story, but you have no, you know, that you have no skin in the game. Now this, and then this, it brings me to a meander, a meandering wonder. I wonder, and I wonder why it just skin in the game sounds offensive. Is it offensive? I don't know. No. Cause this isn't the podcast where I look stuff up. With interesting facts. Well, I did my research and as a matter, you know, that's a good podcast like The Illusionist, uh, you know, the, the, or, you know, some podcast where a person put, puts in so much effort to, to, to you know, either teaching you, enlightening you, or you saying, hey, come on a journey as I discover the meaning behind these words or the history of this. Why is this designed this way? Here, I say, hey, give me your attention, and all the work goes into me, you know, kind of, yeah, you put a lot of work into this, but it's also, you don't have to pay attention. It's strange. I know you say, geez, well, poor Scooter, but but, but I think there is something to it. I, I write, so tonight, we're talking about Roberta Coloss, who was Santa Claus's replacement. You may or may not have heard about it, but uh, this is her story tonight. And so we'll be covering some of that stuff. A reporter will be reporting in, but it'll be a linear story where he'll just say, you know, and then we just say, and I said, and then I said, why, where are your elf boots and what are elf boots? Do you make it, what's the biggest shoe size an elf's ever had? You know, we're reporting, you know, thank you, Kai, reporting for Marketplace on, you know, the elf, uh, you know, is it what would you call the uh, North Pole, the internal North Pole economy? Is it a gray market? You know, is it is it some sort of uh, you know co- company town? So you know that's uh, so that's the podcast. The main thing is, I, I just don't want you. I know how it feels. It's it's just not be able to. You say you just you lie down, and your brain starts piping up. I, I want to take your mind off of that. And I can't really quite put it into a tight metaphor. Sometimes I try to do these intros with a silly metaphor, or ideally, like a you know a tight one where you say, "Oh boy, Scoots nailed that metaphor." You know, you might say, "You know, I never heard it put that way," and then you know, party brain might be, "Oh, because well, it didn't make any sense; it wasn't related to the statement before that." And then ideally, you would yawn. And you'd you'd pat that part of your brain, you know, that internal observer who thinks, you know, it's like the internal watchman or something, always watching my behavior. And you say, yeah, yeah, Scoots, Scoots doesn't get much right, but he puts me to sleep. And then that part of you might be like, well, do you even know who Roberta Colossus is? And you say, well, no. I mean, I know she's. No, I don't. Is she Mrs. Coloss, or is she independent? Did she take a... Well, and they say, well, don't you listen to the story? No, Scoot said I could go to sleep whenever I want. He's my boyfriend. And I'd say, that's right, brain parts. I'm, I'm the boyfriend. I'm here to distract. I'm here to pause. I'm here to trip over my own words. I'm like an Olympian... Well, I'm trying to think if there's a metaphor in there. There is probably. They say, well, what comes, so we know we got the Olympics. Then you got those things. They're like kind of Olympic events. You know, they're like, hey, we're testing this out. Or we're thinking about bringing this back to, you know, the the almost Olympics. But they say, hey, we're going to give you, you know, we don't have anything going on at 1030 a.m. on a, on Tuesday, I think they're called alternatives, but I'm not sure. But they'd say, well, we'd put scoots in, at, you know, if if debate makes it into the Olympics, you know, maybe one day there'd be some room. Probably not, though. If debate gets in, it probably spells doom for scoots. And they see even, you know, someone like a time waster, that's more competitive. You know, I say, geez, can whose time can you waste or whose time... And I say, really, you know, Scoots is kind of just like, he's like uh, the uh, Dr. Doolittle asleep. He, he talks to the animals, but the, you know, the little animals, that keep you up at night. And someone may say, that's not what Dr. Doolittle was about at all. And I said, well, and she's okay. Well, this is a settle down boys. I just, you know, I'm not feeling down. I just got told I'd never be in the Olympics and I just thought maybe there was a small chance, a smidgen. I'd say maybe I could go through the Olympic Village, though, and say, oh, uh, Hola, mon frère, uh, Could I, you know, could I wish, you know, with, no, okay, uh, well, I'm banned from the Olympics. But i say, you know, maybe I could bore some Olympians to sleep. Believe it or not, uh, to, to one of my upstairs neighbors, he did try out for the Olympics and two of his friends, and they were all, you would say, geez, most people would think, or maybe only I would say, Olympians are probably, these were the three, three of the nicest people I've ever met. They were trying to get in the Olympics for rowing, or crew, no, rowing, I believe, and uh, they, these were was three of the nicest people I've ever come across. And I think it was Johan, Mike, and Mike, I think Johan still lives upstairs, but the other two guys, I know one was Mike. He moved to San Francisco, and I think the other guy's name was Mike, and he was out here uh, just for the Olympics, you know, training and trials or whatever. And it was sad none of them made it. I said, Jesus, I would give an award for a kicking ass. And I said, Jesus, I hope I didn't do anything that time I made the chili. I hope that didn't play into that. But none of that really, none of that nonsense really matters. The main thing is I'm here to try to take your mind off stuff if... If you're here and and you're you've been up tossing and turning, you've tried other things. Give this podcast a few tries. I, I, I do this with with the, the, the fullest amount of effort I can, and I just want to help you fall asleep. It's, it's a silly thing, I know. It's not guided meditation. It's not exactly like it's the same thing as ASMR. Or some sort of other no, is it's it's, it's, it's it's hypnotic, you know, like watching like that popcorn video that everybody like hypnotic, like watching someone uh, lose their popcorn in a movie theater lobby. And they say no, Scoots, that's way more okay. Well, like I said, like it's hypnotic, like you know why that, you know when you're watching this podcast is a balloon. You know, four minutes after someone let go of it, when you forget that, and you're just watching that balloon go up in the sky. And you see, geez, I don't know why I'm still watching. I know it's going to disappear at some point, but I'm still just watching it, Not really doing anything, just gently going back and forth. But at some point, you know, as John Berger might say, not might never say, like you'll become the watch, you know, the watched instead of the watcher, and you you'll be the balloon disappearing into sleep. Ideally, so we did kind of fit in a metaphor there, within a metaphor. But the main thing is, I'm glad you're here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by.